I had had multiple surgeries, been on every kind of pill you can have, and would walk around with a heating pad and nausea. And I was just a mess. Birth control is one of the biggest mistakes because it is not, it is for birth control, but it is not for the other things that doctors keep prescribing it for. When we just be, then we actually gain energy in our being and we're, we're actually doing a lot. I have seen a snap to within two weeks. I've seen people where when the period does come, it comes with no cramps, even in just two weeks. Well, welcome to the Big Lead Podcast. We have something very different today, and it's all about ending period pain the easy way with Christine Marie Quigless. And what I would say every man, every woman at some point in time in their lives has to deal with this particular issue. And Christine has a very interesting and unique way of putting things together. And she creates this beautiful metaphor about the human body being a 3D printer in a multitude of ways. So you're going to enjoy this podcast. I learned a lot today and you're going to get turned on by her fire and her passion, even if this isn't your topic, Gay. Yes, well, I think it is everybody's topic because everybody is going to have a chance to interact with women and period pain and solutions to that in their life. And I have really valued my connection with Christine Marie because she's opened up a whole new area of knowledge and insight uh, for me. And uh, I, uh, you'll hear more on the podcast, but we felt so strongly about her work that uh, we gave her a grant from our foundation. So we're very uh, eager also to hear how she's developed it. And so come along with us on a ride into an interesting territory that you may not have thought too much about. I am so amazed that we did this because I had no idea what was going to come out. Every podcast I've heard is entirely different and it flows so organically. And I just was on tenterhooks about how, well, what am I gonna say? What am I gonna do? And I'm really, really, really happy with the results. This is a ride, this is a ride. All right. Well, here's what you're going to walk away with. What's great about this particular podcast is Christine's got a very unique point of view. You're going to learn a lot about her work, but you're also going to learn a really great story about why she's here and how she managed to get here in the first place and how manifestation and making dreams come true and the elements of great luck all coalesce all at the same time. So you're going to love this episode. You're going to love Christine and Gay and I have some fantastic questions for her. So enjoy. Welcome to our podcast. We have a an amazing young woman today on the podcast that um, I began to follow her work a while back, and now I've become a huge fan of it. And uh, Mike, you and I are going to get to uh, have a conversation that uh, two guys don't often have today. <laughs> and that is a conversation about uh, Christine Marie Quigless's work on helping women basically have a better time with their periods, uh, lessen PMS pain, and you'll hear more about it 
Uh, but I got very excited uh, about the uh, possibilities of her work, not just for women, but also a lot of the principles have to do a lot with what we men can learn from that. So, uh, Mike, are you ready to uh, have some new synapses come to life about uh, women and their periods today? I love uncomfortable conversations. And uh, um, one thing that uh, this is the conversation every man has and needs to have, but doesn't admit to or doesn't talk about in general. Um, so I'm 100% on board and I can't wait to hear what uh, some interesting insights that Christine may have. So take it away. What are your uh, top questions? And I've already got a bunch of them. Okay, good. Well, um, Christine Marie, how about just start uh, from the basics? How did you get interested in this kind of a subject? Ah, uh, okay. Well, um, it's really cool what happened. You know, something that you talk about um, a lot in conscious luck is how lucky we are if we just decide to be. And I was in sixth grade and I failed. And Sister Rose sat with my parents and said, she has to repeat sixth grade. And my mother said, I, I need a second opinion. And she said, whatever happens, she cannot go to seventh grade at this school. So they got a second opinion. It turned out that I had a high IQ and they put me in a different school system. And I thought the psychologist was lying. We were at Carolina in Chapel Hill and I knew he was lying. I just had a fun time playing some word games and stuff. And then suddenly I qualified for this like crazy program that was academically competitive. And I said to myself, wait, I'm stupid. I know that I'm stupid. I know the mental has nothing for me. And from then on, I started hacking academic situations, hacking any situation. So I would look at the system and then I would look at the easiest way to get the goal to get the A, to get on the teacher's good side, to, to win the classroom. I was always looking at the system and looking at how to beat it with ease and without the mind. Cut to 20 years later, and I have created a life of hacking. And so I'm sitting across from a student. I had hacked a solution for standardized exams for the ACT, SAT, GRE, and GMAT. And I'm sitting across from the student and I look at her face and she's cramping. And I say to her, and I should mention that since the first day I got my period, I was in pain. I was having crazy PMS. I had had multiple surgeries, been on every kind of pill you can have and would walk around with a heating pad and nausea. And I was just a mess. And so I had experienced firsthand how bad it can be. And I'd gotten multiple diagnoses for my imbalances. And, um, and so I was at a loss, but I would look every month. I would look at the research. I would read all the books. I would, I would find out, has somebody found a solution? And the answer was always no. And so I'm sitting with this student and I look at her face and I say, you're cramping. And she goes, yeah, I am. I'm looking at it through the computer. And I say, you're cramping. And she goes, yeah. And I, and she said, but I'm about to go on the pill and then I won't have cramps anymore. And everything that I had been through and lived through, I was like, she thinks that the pill is going to, the, the birth control pill is going to solve her problem. And it's just the beginning of more problems because from, from my experience. And I said to her, I wish I had a solution. And then suddenly download 
all the learning I had done, all the work I had done, hoping in earnest that somebody else had figured it out. I was like, wait, I'm a hacker. I hack systems. I got this. And I said to her, will you wait? Will you try something with me? I've got an idea. And she was like, I got nothing to lose, so I'll try it. She never went on birth control. I tried it with another student. She had cramps. She went off birth control. I tried it with her, never went back on. Birth control for birth control, Wow, love you, thank you. Birth control to control something that is not what it's made for. Let's just put it like this. In AI, if you put um, biggest mistakes in medical history per decade, because I had to do this when I was trying to research a paper I was writing, birth control is one of the biggest mistakes because it is not, it is for birth control but it is not for the other things that doctors keep prescribing it for. And so uh, then I was number three. I tested myself and I had made other solutions for problems like um, for SAT, for tutoring, for dresses. I, you know, there's a problem, I solve it, but I never thought that I was allowed to benefit from the solutions I created. So I thought I will not win with this because I am doomed for life not to have pain-free, PMS-free, and consistent cycles. And I tested it, and it worked. And I sobbed for about a week and a half because mm. I did, I had never known what it was like to have nothing, to have mm. no pain, to have no reactions, to have no velociraptor like coming out of me, <laughs> taking over me. And... I did not trust it. And everything that I, uh, every solution I've created, I have a, like courses online of all the di different things that I've made were pragmatically created, which means I don't trust theory. I never have. I don't trust the mental. So I would test and test and test. And then once I would get my solution, I would say, okay, how easy can I make it? How easy can I make it? How easy can I make it? And that's what I set out to do. And I've been doing that now for three years. But that's the answer. And um, I wanted to, uh, we'll tell you more about this later, but Christine Marie has uh, a new book, uh, ebook, and a audio book that uh, you can get that describes uh, the program in detail. And I also want to let you know that uh, this is all still a work in progress. I mean, you, uh, you know, you're a very young researcher. I can't imagine what, if we're having this conversation 10 years from now, what you will have amassed mm -hmm. and been able to digest and put to use. But uh, so just to, to summarize it, you basically hacked your own period pain and eliminated yeah. it. Uh, mm -hmm. That's yes. a really good thing to, <laughs> to know because, you know, one of the things that uh, always comes up when somebody suggests a new method of healing is, do you use this on yourself? And mm -hmm. uh, I know I'm proud to say that I use all of our principles in my relationship and in my life. And it sounds like you definitely do if you found a way to reduce or eliminate uh, the difficulties with uh, PMS. Two quick questions. Um, one, just a statement. I, I looked this up while you were chatting because you just talked about taking, you know, you, you always found workarounds and shortcuts. And I bumped into a quote uh, this last week. It was Warren Buffett and Charlie Munger uh, during their Berkshire Hathaway meetings always talked about um, something they call rational laziness. And it, the belief is that 
um, rationally lazy people are going to l- find shortcuts and smarter solutions to problems. And um, it really, it's it's all about how lazy people often find efficient ways to complete tasks and avoid unnecessary work. And you and I are very similar that way. It's like, I've never really done anything. I, if I found, if I could find a shortcut, outsource it or uh, manipulate a situation so I didn't have to do it. Um, but, you know, I always look for people who think like that. So I appreciate that very much. But the question I had was, um, how did you and Gay and Katie originally meet? What was the, because it's always going to be something you were attracted to the values. There's something happened, either a shift in consciousness, a shift in desire, or, you know, uh, interesting people usually find each other through books. Um, but what was yours? I can't remember, actually. And I, I that's a, I, I have a hard time ever remembering how I met anybody, and uh, I'm going to have to throw it over to Christine Marie for this one. Do you remember how we met? Oh, my gosh. It's one of my best stories. It's one of my favorite oh, things. Well, I love talking about it. Yeah. So there's parts of it that you don't know that I didn't tell you, that I'll tell you now. Okay. Um, so this goes really well because your podcast with the, uh, you guys did an interview with the guy about uh, luck. Yeah. Um, two weeks ago. And yeah. one of the things he said, Stuart he Lacey. said, Stuart Lacey, he said, um, you know, one of the easiest ways to access luck is ask, ask. And I am, as soon as I heard that, I was like, ding, ding, ding. That's how I met gay. What happened is I was part of this. Um, I really wanted to do entrepreneurship right. I had had three, I'd had two prior failed businesses because I couldn't get over. There was a hump. There was always a wall I would hit and I couldn't get past it. So I spent a lot of money on this networking program and I did not like the program. I didn't like it at all, but they mentioned the book in an aside. It was an aside in the middle of another course that wasn't even pushed in the program, but I was watching it. I was doing it. And she just said, you know, read Gay Hendricks, The Big Leap, when you have a chance. And then she went on to the next thing. And mm. I'm one of those people, when I read a page, I read the footnotes and then I go in and I like mm. dig in and dig in and dig in because uh, the raw materials hit a different way, you know. And so I, I read Gay Hendricks' book and before I could finish it, I recorded a podcast, I rep- recorded a YouTube video about it, about how women's menstrual imbalance is upper limiting. And I was like shaken to the core. And I wrote an email um, to the Hendricks Foundation. And I said, this is exactly what um, uh, your book is, is exactly highlighting what I see women are suffering from. But I had gone through one of the darkest periods in this entrepreneurial journey because people in my niche had been telling me that they were laughing me out of the room. They were telling me what I was doing was impossible. Doctors were saying, you cannot say eliminate. You cannot, even though I had walked people through my data, through my process, they were like, they still couldn't wrap their brains around it because it's uh, learned helplessness. It's uh, seeing, you can't see what you've never seen before. Like the Native Americans encountering the large ships, you know, there's a story from, I think, Thales Casas where he says they couldn't 
see the boat because they couldn't fathom it. So they were watching the water waves and they noticed that something had to be pushing so large to make the waves that big. And it was only from working backwards that they could really finally see the thing that they had never seen before. And that's kind of what, when you say to somebody, I can end your period pain, I can end your cramps. That is just, you know, it's... So anyways, I was like, how did you do it? How did you get people to listen to you? Because I want people to hear me and it is breaking my heart that I can't be heard. And I said, I will be in, I, I go to Ohio all the time. It does happen that one of my best friends lives in Ohio, and I lived in LA for 13 years. And so I was like, I'm in Ohio all the time. La, 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 la. I was in Germany. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, I can be there whenever you want. And Gay eventually got in touch. You know, you guys wrote back and you said, when are you around? And I just chose a date. And you were like, okay, great. Here's a day. I mean, I said, here's a window. And you guys said, here's a day. And 9 a.m. on a Monday morning, February 27th, I rolled up to your house and we met and I was late and I upper limited. I, I was late and I had this giant breakdown where I started sobbing right when I sat down across from gay because <laughs> the energy that emanates from his heart just cracked me open. And, and he had a limited schedule as usual. <laughs> <laughs> and so just one thing to the next. And so I knew I didn't have time to cry. So I immediately started pitching through my tears <laughs> and the rest is history. And I suggested that uh, Christine Marie apply to our foundation for conscious living uh, for a grant to mm -hmm. further her work. And it's, it's all come true. One thing I love to do is see the outcome of the grants we give and so, you know, to have it show up out there in the world as a little book that people can read and an audio that people can listen to and presentations like we're doing here that people can listen to. This is kind of what our foundation dreams of. And we love to support folks like Christine Marie because she has a drive and a passion. Mm. And that's what we like to reward in the world. The world is full of ideas, but good ideas that have passionate people behind them. That's a kind of a rare thing. And that's what we look for to uh, give our grants to. So uh, I'm uh, really grateful. And I want to um, I want to dive into what some of the principles are. Uh, could you give us an example of, uh, yeah, just spell out a few of the principles and then we'll talk about how those become uh, practical in a coaching relationship. Absolutely. Um, yeah, actually, my sister-in-law, who's also obsessed with you, um, my whole family is now, everybody's got your book in their house. Okay, great. <laughs> if they didn't, they have it now. Um, but they're all, they're, it's, the, it's my sister who's the, the Stanford, and she's up in, in uh, the Bay Area. And uh, my sister-in-law said to me, uh, I, f I did not think that your work applied to me, except that my mom was like, Christine Murray's work is exactly what your problem is. I'm not going to go into detail about the issue that w was being discussed, but she was like, your branding is so wrong because you say period pain, ending period pain. 
but it is showing it is showing women how to lean into their wholeness, how to how to tap into their superpower in a way that makes them unstoppable, you know. And so there is a lot of there is a lot of practical use to my stuff. Um, so the biggest one I would say is that in my research, and then I embodied it, and that's how it became a way to get to pain-free, PMS-free, consistent menstrual cycles. In my research, I did look into what it meant to be an embody to be in your feminine energy power. I don't like to use terms like divine feminine and divine masculine because I don't, it, it's another, that's another world for me. I'm very like in the body pragmatic kind of thing. And our elements for women historically, this is a myth. And uh, even today we'll see it by default uh, is being our power is being. And so our elements are water and earth because they be, we do not say, is it earthy outside? Is the water wet? You know, in contrast, masculine energy is doing, it's sun, it's wind. Is it windy today? Is it sunny outside? And if you just look at that one basic premise that we be, when we just be, then we actually gain energy in our being. And we're, we're actually doing a lot in our being because we are doing a lot of receiving, we're doing a lot of sifting and sorting and fine tuning. And then we, we shift it over, we throw the ball to people born without a uterus, and they do with it. Now, of course, everybody has both feminine energy and masculine energy. It's not, it's not people born with or without a uterus. But I've just found that when I had people lean into their innate givens, as people born with a uterus, and starting with being and starting with accepting that they are enough, which is one of the hardest things, one of the most difficult things for women to do, then the, the women I work with or the people born with the uterus, because I, I want to be inclusive, um, when they start to accept that, things start to shift. I mean, it is truly, and we discussed this, Gay, I, found, I call the body a 3D printer the 3D printer of the, I, I look at the holistic being and we have the intuitive body, the physical body, the emotional body, the mental body. And the physical body is a 3D printer for what's going on in the other three intangible bodies. So if you want to hack the body, you treat this. And the most practical way to treat a person who is having period problems or a person who's having, a person born with a uterus who's having really most problems burnout, period problems, that kind of thing, is to allow them, is to show them how to be. And the first way to do that is by letting them learn. And you guys have discussed this in multiple podcasts on multiple topics, multiple episodes. No. No. No is our power word. And so when I start with people, one of the first things we start, we work towards is no, because no takes a long time. And so that's one of the first principles is leaning into your getting aware of and then being willing to be with your superpowers, your innate givens and starting with no, practicing no. Hmm. Um, what if a person, what would your approach be? Let's say if I were a woman and I called you for some coaching and I was right in the middle of having some cramping. What would you do 
in that situation with the person? What would you say to them? What would you have them actually do? Could you give us an example? Sure. Um, So to relieve the cramps immediately, we would do what is always done. Heating pad, ibuprofen. Those are the go-tos or paracetamol if you're on the other side of the pond. Those are the go-tos. That's going to give you short-term relief. What I wouldn't do is tell them to go work out, which a lot of doctors do, because that short-term gain is going to lead to long-term pain because they're literally stripping their body of the resources that are supposed to be used for restoration because that's what's happening in your body is it's it's pushing out what it no longer serves it. it's pushing out the the uterine lining and the lining of the uterus and it's also restoring within so our appetite is very low our energy is very low. Our body set us up for that because we have to, it expects that we're going to accommodate that. So I would immediately have them resting, not having them eat a lot because that, again, that's pulling. Food is pulling resources that need to be taken care of rebuilding these different uh, processes and these different functions that have been working for 28 days prior. And if you have cramps, it's because you have probably been stripping your body systematically for a very long time. And so I would just say for the first three days, rest as much as you can. You will be surprised how much rest your body will accommodate, especially if you're cramping and especially if you've never rested. The threshold that we have as a society for rest is dangerously high. Mm. And we are operating in hyper burnout. And I have seen a snap to within two weeks. I've seen people where uh, I've had clients where their their crazy periods that they're getting every two weeks, not only don't come, I mean, not only when the period does come, it comes with no cramps, even in just two weeks of just telling them radical rest, put, go to sleep, take a nap, find the time. I even made a course just about fight about how to assert yourself so that you can create time for rest in your life because rest is that powerful. So I would tell them to take those things to rest. And then I would, once they were ready and once they were in the next phase after their period, I would have them start my course because it's 10 minutes a day and it passively informs them of a lot of knowledge so that the information is absorbed. And then, cause I'm always going to lean into our, our superpower and we actually absorb knowledge. We're not microtasking. I mean, we're not um, multitasking, we're microtasking and it comes over us like a world and it absorbs and then the information percolates, it roots and then it blooms as this inner knowing and we're willing to follow that. We'll follow that much more powerfully than we'll follow a list. A list is an opportunity for failure for people who are trying to lean into their feminine energy being. And I offer this to men as well who want to get into their bodies. Lean into that trust that the right knowledge will be there for you. It's terrifying and beautiful. It's like skiing a a new slope and you don't know what's going to happen, but you know how to ski, you know, and you, you practice that. So, so I would do that. And if they were working with me, then we would definitely be, I, I'm certified with Pure Life Coaching from ICF. And so that's the client as the leader. And so we would ask the question, we might ask a question like, what are these cramps wishing to address? 
What is the body printing for me? What is the body saying is the distress, the dis-ease that if I block, if I get this out of the way, a lot of relief can exist in my, in my being, in my life. And we will, and I've done it many times, we will get to the root in about 20, 30 minutes. And that's something that, you know, pure life coaching, question, 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 question. And they're guiding their, and we're feeling our way into it and we get there. And that will uh, help offload so that when they go around their next 28 days, they have a lot less to expel. And the less you have to express, the fewer cramps. I know it sounds way too simple and I am simplifying it a lot, but this is in the, this is in the book. Mm-hmm. It's all there. The science is all there to back up exactly what I am talking about and why this is possible. Did that answer your question? Good. Okay? Yes. Good. Thank you. Ah, good. Uh, <laughs> We're, uh, I'm enjoying this. Mike, did you have things? Yeah, I do. I do have a question. So you talk quite a bit about the science and your past clients. And I'm just curious, like, aside from living through this yourself and witnessing it, why don't you talk a little bit about the science that you did, the research that you did beyond the psychology. And I like the 3D printer analogy. I think that's, uh, uh, a powerful metaphor and, um, it's smart. Um, it's really a projection, you know, it's a combination of all these things projected. Um, but um, mm. tell me a little bit about the research behind this and and what you've done, because obviously we've come so far and yet we're so far away with combining all these. So talk a little bit yes. about that. I'm really glad you brought that up because it's super interesting. So I got to the solution with zero science. I don't have MD in my background. I didn't major in biology. I, I went to a school that didn't even have, we didn't even have core curricula, curriculum requirements. We just had to have writing. So I didn't even take a science class in university. Um, the body life, you know, it's Occam's razor. The, the simple solution is usually the best one. The body very clearly tells us what it needs. Um, and so when I looked at the womb as something that's not broken, as something that's absolutely perfect, Instead of trying to adjust ourselves to meet the needs that are created by people whose bodies reset in a 24-hour hormonal cycle, I started looking at it as, whoa, uh, back that up. We have a lot more going on. This is a protracted timeline, and there's a lot that we can do. And I started, so that's just, I'm going to touch lightly on like, that's where I came from. I got the solution. I found the science to back it up afterwards. I did not start with science. And I think that is why doctors can't get behind the idea of there possibly being a cure because something that's medically proven has to be, has to involve a physical intervention and has to be created by somebody. And we didn't create this. We're just following directions with the womb. Um, The science that I found When I was challenged to find it, thank God, because of my assignment from gay, the science that I found was that we have this relay in our brain, um, the ovarian relay, the pituitary relay for people born without a uterus. And it is constantly collecting, like imagine like a ball boy at a tennis court, just constantly collecting information. And we've got distress that's being fed 
you stress and distress. And what happens is that it's all being collected, but because the brain has to function, it has to keep the body going. These flights, these microaggressions, these big aggressions, all of this stuff, it gets, it gets filed away. And this intangible information shoots down this thing called an HPA axis. And I can't tell you right now what HPA means because it's not, it's not, in the front of mind for me right now, but HP, it shoots down the HPA axis and it deposits into our sex organs and it deposits as material that is actually able to be seen with the right uh, medical equipment. And when, and so what happens is um, it deposits and the more distress we're feeding it, the more storage space it needs. And so at first the body says, okay, I got to, I got to, I got to offload this. I have a window of time to offload it. It's called the period. I'm going to offload it. Okay. I've got too much stronger cramps. I've got too much longer flow. I've got too much uh, more periods. Let's have more periods. Okay. If we have more periods, that means that our other processes that are happening during the other four menstrual, the other four phases in the menstrual cycle are getting short. They're getting shorted. If we're not getting each thing that we need in our cycle, then we are stripping our body even more. We're tearing it down. We're ripping it apart because we, the body's trying to catch up to itself and it never can. And what do we do? We also drink Red Bull so that we can stay on top of things when we're on our period. So the one time we get to try to reset, we short ourselves of that as well. So we're walking around and I know that I'm not in the science, but this is the metaphor for the science because the science is not going to save us. We have to get out of pain now. And if we're waiting for somebody to give us all of the proof, we're going to be waiting a long time because clinical proof takes a long time. It's very simple. Go to sleep. Be aware of all of the ways that you are living in a way that does not serve you. And when you address those tiny, tiny micro things moment by moment, you will find that you have more time, you have more energy, you have more rest, you're making greater impact with less effort, and the world around you is reshaping itself because of what you're modeling, and it is growing and thriving. And that is when we start to see the world really change, because we're in our wholeness, and it gives permission for other people to be in theirs. And what do you end up with? A bunch of people who can no longer, this is the 10 years from now thing where we say, we look at, we look at bloodletting as a crazy idea where we can look at cramps and periods as that archaic thing that used to happen because we wouldn't let people born with a uterus harness and leverage their power. And now that we do, now that we're living on mission, now that we're, our body's no longer printing the distress that we're feeding it, a lot of times that we're knowingly feeding it, what happens is that it becomes a thing of the past and the discussion around the period it goes from discomfort to joy and excitement and uh, a, to put it, I'm, I'm on too much of a tangent, but I'll just say this one thing. I had a client who told me how her daughter said, mommy, I can't wait to go in the temple with you when I'm in my priestess phase. Cause that's when you're on your period. I have used embodied names. Mommy, I can't wait to go in the temple with you when I'm in my priestess phase. Like that is the conversation that can exist instead of you got your period. Like sucks to be you. I'm so sorry. 
here's chocolate and an ibuprofen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. By the way, so, I just, uh, oh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt you. Oh, you did. It's, it's good. So I'll give you, by the way, HPA is hypothalamic pituitary adrenal access. Yeah. Yes. So, yeah. <laughs> so the bottom line is it yeah. basically just says um, a complex set of direct influences and feedback interactions among three components, the hypothalamus, uh, the thalamus, and the pituitary gland, and ultimately it controls reactions to stress and regulates body processes, including digestion, immune responses, mood, emotion, sexual activity, energy storage, um, and you know, bottom line, um, it affects what's called the general adaptation syndrome. So if it's out of whack, you're not functioning on all the levels. That's the short version. So got it. Don't you I love that. And thank to, you. Uh, um, don't you also a lot of times have to get out from under the notion that a lot of people think of their body as a bad thing? You know, they they think of maybe they've got a lot of religious programming and they've been taught that their sexuality is bad. And uh, yeah, I, I can remember clients where I wasn't working with their period, but just had to get out from under, had, help them get out from under a lot of crazy programming that uh, caused them to distrust their bodies. Because what you're talking about is really helping people open up to and understand and feel themselves in a whole new way. Yes. yes. Um, and I've actually had people on different social media uh complain to me and ask me to please stop talking about this stuff because it is Eve's role. It is a woman's role to suffer because she tempted Adam. She's supposed to suffer. You know, these people think it is their duty. These women, it's women who come to me and tell me this, that it is their duty to be in pain during their period because they are, they are serving penance. Um, But your point What's so interesting, and I think that's why I had that two week, that one and a half to two week cry was that it is so unknown. Our majesty, witnessing our majesty and our power, it is, it is like, it is like uh, that moment. And I, I, I'm sure Gabe will appreciate this. I don't know how into um, uh, that rock you are, Mike, but that moment in Wizard of Oz, when you're watching it, with Pink Floyd and it goes from Technicolor to color and the whole, you know, you know, that part happens and that is how it feels. There is, it is a whole new way of being. And that was why I created all of my, I have this online wonderland, this membership dedicated to being as supportive as possible for showing women how to lean into their power because They want to turn back. There's the upper limiting. That's the upper limiting. They want to turn back when things start getting good because Mm. they are moving into their zone of genius. And that is terrifying. And they feel that they are going to Mm. let down the world if they were to do such a thing. Um, Yeah. So it's totally unknown. It is. Yes. Yes. I appreciate this other perspective on it, though. That's really good because, uh, Mm -hmm. you know, I have it from the male perspective, but it's really great to hear how you're translating it into uh, things that can be of direct benefit to feminine as well. Mm -hmm. Mike, you had other questions and thoughts? Well, um, 
the main one, um, when I was listening to you, uh, I, I'm curious, like, have you found, cause you obviously are young, you have a certain message, um, that resonates. I'm curious, you know, what age ranges you're finding your message today resonates the most or the best with, uh, I'm just curious, you know, um, yeah, I'm going to leave it at that. It's a little bit of a setup, but I'm I'm it's, super curious. It's such a good question. And the age range is actually 35 to 45, 35 mm-hmm. to 55. Uh, because when you have a when you have good menstruating years, you have good perimenopausal years into and into menopause. And the people who come to me in perimenopause with turbulence, we ease them out and it's all the same process. What it is, is that your body is responding to the pain that you've been feeding it. And the perimenopause is a result of long-term trauma when you have a tough one. Um, so it's, it's, it's women who feel particularly abandoned, specifically abandoned by Western medicine, mm. and not because they didn't try. These are the people, again, using that term that I love so much, learned helplessness. These are the people who, do, who have been told not to that things cannot get better and to just learn how to suffer in comfort. And Mm. so, and usually it's around 35 at the youngest when they become willing to give up on medicine, they're tired and they want, they want to believe that something can change and they're too tired to uh, be everything for everybody. Like they're, they finally just stop and say there, there must be a better way. Mm -hmm. And um, abandonment. Have you found that uh, the women you resonate best with experience abandonment in other parts of their life? Have you found a direct correlation between that emotion showing up and their experience? And is there are there other abandonment issues that they have dealt with or deal with that um, show up in the rest of your practice? Um, I would say the abandonment when those of us who have graduated to extreme menstrual imbalance that shows up as like endometriosis or, or polycystic ovarian syndrome or premenstrual dysphoric disorder, uh, fibroids, we have been abandoning ourselves for so long because we've been taught to. Mm. So we live in a world of abandonment. This is normal. Um, so I don't look at it as one core issue because it's, it's everything. It's, it is, mm. it is the core of everything. And, and interestingly enough, I was looking at um, the masculine energy and mother and father wounds recently. And I think that there is a, I think a lot of us have tried to be, we've tried to create order out of chaos and we have tried to control like we've leaned very, very, very strongly into the masculine energy in an effort. So we've, we've even abandoned our feminine, we've abandoned our essence that we were born with. As I say in the, in the book, uh, we are a Porsche and we're trying to be a Buick and we're doing the things that a Buick does and are surprised that our Porsche keeps falling apart. Mm we're not using ourselves 
in the optimal way that we were designed to be used. And that doesn't, and it just, and, and so there is no abandonment. Okay. I want to say this last one, this last thing, because I think I've almost kind of missed your, I like skirted past your question, um, which is that my clients, when they shift, they are seating themselves on, on their power and love comes from them. Love emanates from them in a way that they do not lose all the things they thought they were going to lose. They actually realize that what the reasons they thought they were being loved were not why they were being loved. And they're actually allowing their friends and their family, especially their family to really love them. And they're in a place where they can receive instead of constantly giving all of themselves. Yeah. Yeah. Did that get the, yeah. Uh, Also, I wanted to just throw in something else too here and and kind of check it out. I don't know the research on this, but I would guess that there is a lot more menstrual discomfort in general now than there was a hundred years ago because the amount of environmental noise Mm -hmm. that's going on as well as, you know, social media and uh, the the air is full of vibrations that it wasn't uh, full of. And also inside a uh, hundred years ago, people ate a pound of sugar a year. Now they eat two or three pounds a week on the average because it's in everything. Mm-hmm. And no human nervous system can evolve that fast to be able to go from you're eating a microscopic amount of sugar to eating a massive amount of sugar in a very short period of time. And I was just wondering what, to what extent are things getting worse in today's environment? Yes. Um, and I talk about this also in the book, uh, which is that as homo sapiens sapiens, we have been evolving for 90,000 years and we've been able to keep our species going and and have our periods and not you know and 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 not living with this kind of discomfort and then about 150 years ago we start with cottage industries and Mm -hmm. industrialization and so now our people are people born of the uterus who are in a cave who are in the figurative cave in the home and running their life on a very different schedule than is run outside of the cave are forced outside of the cave and the best practices and the things for which we are rewarded as a, for which we reward members of our society are things that actually are by default easier for people born with the uterus without a uterus because mm-hmm. they form follows function they were their form created the function they created the workday it's it's based on their you know up energy down energy you know these four menstrual phases that we go through for 28 days you guys are living through that in 24 hours and it suits, suits very well. So that is one major source of the distress we're feeding ourselves is that we are trying to win a race that, and I do this in the book, we're trying to be, we're trying to win as a hare when we're a tortoise, we can win the race, mm-hmm. but we don't have to run it. That we, we, we don't have fur and long legs. Come on. Mm. But we're still pretending like we are. And so that is, that is such a good point. Um, the work sphere and, and we would, oh, this is the best. Okay. There is profit that we're leaving on the table. 
we're leaving money on the table by forcing people born with a uterus to live on this schedule and to not have the three-day restorative time because that three-day restorative time like slingshots them back. Think of a slingshot. You don't use a rock that's jumping up and down. That rock can't fly in the slingshot because it can't ever rest to be carried back Mm. to that rest is the slingshot. And then boom, we go flying into our soldier phase and we're working at hyperspeed and our brain is like, our, our mental body had just come back from vacation because we let it rest during our periods because it doesn't mm. want to be, it does, uh, sorry, I go into like so much detail about how to mm. how all these bodies work. So I don't want to, I want to get to the body part, but yes, yes. If we made the work day around our wounds, then we would have more innovation, greater consistency, because our rhythm would be an acceptable rhythm because it's a rhythm. It is a rhythm. It has a pattern. And we would have more profit because we would have people who are wanting to support the company instead of get out of it. You know, leanin.org did a report. The 2022 Women in the Workplace report was called The Great Breakup because women are leaving the workplace because they cannot live like this anymore. They're in too much pain. It's too expensive. It's sick days. And then the other part where you said the sugar, one of the things that is a byproduct of living in menstrual alignment and, you know, having these 10 minute doses of, of learning about these different parts of yourself and then acting on the information as it avails itself as an inner knowing is that you actually start to lose weight. And you don't lose weight because you're losing weight. You're losing weight because you are listening to your body. I don't, I, I, as you can tell, I'm against lists. I'm not going to give people a list of food to eat during each phase, no matter how much they beg me, because their body knows. And I want them to just say, what am I craving? And somebody would say, yeah, but I have a sugar addiction. So if I listen to my body, I'm just going to eat a bowl of sugar. But when, again, the body's a 3D printer, when you're feeding the other three bodies, the mental, the intuitive, and the emotional, nutritious information, you are no longer wanting comfort food because you're no longer needing comfort. You want to feel all of those nerves telling you all that information because it's going to be brilliant and you don't want to miss out. You don't want to handicap your system. And it's not a conscious, I don't, I don't want to handicap my system, so I'm going to have lettuce. It is more like a my body's not craving that. So I'm just not going to have that right now. And it's not, you know, um, so yeah, I, yes, you see, I, well. I struggle with cogency, you know, that gay, <laughs> I'm trying. Well, but you make up for it with passion and uh, passion can take you a long way in life, uh, especially if you combine it with something as you're doing, that's actually useful to people. And yep. uh, so I want to celebrate your useful passion and uh, let you know that we really support you here. And um, let's uh, also tell people, and we'll have it in the show notes too, where they can get your book and your audio book. Um, and uh, so uh, uh, tell us quickly about how the best way to get hold of you is. Yes. Um, the book and audio book, the book is called The Easy Way to End Period Pain, colon, the facts behind the shift to pain-free, PMS-free, consistent menstrual cycles. And it's a short read from Kindle on Amazon, or you can get it as an audiobook from Audible. And the links are in the um, mm-hmm. show notes. And if you are like, yes, I'm liking this, then 
Oh, they're in the, oh, they have a special link. Okay, this is really cool. It is the Big Leap Podcast.com forward slash CM for the Kindle book and then forward slash CMA for the Audible. Thank you for making that. It's very mm-hmm. crazy the, to like the, see the, with my the eyes. CM stands for Christine Marie. And uh, so uh, just go to that uh, link and we'll have all that for you. So it's easy to Thank do. You. Well, I really uh, appreciate um, you coming on with us and giving us a whole new look at a whole other world that we don't often get a chance to look into. And so thank you for sharing this. We have, uh, I've never done the demographics, but I would suspect we have about as many women as men listen and vice versa listening Mm. uh, and watching our podcast. So, um, and I know these principles speak to all of us. So blessings to you on your work. And thank, thank you, you for stopping by to uh, share it with us. Thank sure. you so much. Yeah. And uh, love, love your fire yeah. very much. That was, uh, you can tell you're very passionate about this and helping and, and passionate about helping people. And I'm going to be very curious to see how you see your evolution over the decades as well and where this leads you and um, where your interest and passion brings you next. Thank you. Thank you Mm -hmm. both for this podcast. I mean, it is medicine. This podcast is medicine. And especially Mm -hmm. for the entrepreneur who just is trying to get to the next day, sometimes this, you know, one tip can change everything. So I am very grateful for the honor to get to be a guest on the show. And Gay, thank you for continuing to be this amazing light in my life. And Mike, it is so wonderful to meet you. And I'm just, this, I feel, it it is so cool to get to swim in this pool today. So thank you guys. Well, thank you. And I I don't even want to ask what time it is in uh, Switzerland right now that you're that we made you get up in the middle of the night and do this. But thank you so much. And Mike, um, yeah, why don't you bring us in for a landing for all from all this? I will do it. Well, uh, good thing is, Christine, uh, and the links are active. I double checked them here. So one more time, just head to bigleappodcast.com slash CM for the book. And uh, bigleadpodcast.com slash CMA for the audiobook. And if you enjoyed this, let Gay and I know. So make sure you uh, send a message to info at bigleadpodcast.com and or what always makes the biggest difference is just leaving your comments, questions, your upvotes, your five stars on Apple Podcasts and on YouTube if you are watching the video. And uh, let us know if you'd like to hear more podcasts like this, because this is a little bit out of our normal zone, but uh, we love uh, pushing boundaries. If you know anything about gay, he is a boundary pusher. There are there are very few lines that he doesn't cross over. And I say that in the best ways possible, um, because he is an absolute learner um, and passionate about learning and giving people a platform and as, as am I. So thank you for being a powerful, young, uh, wonderful female entrepreneur. We need more women business owners more than ever mm-hmm. in the world we live in right now. So anything we can do to support uh, your growth, it's an honor and a privilege to be here with you. So thank you. And thank you for your time. Thank you. Thank you.